0: Hey guys, welcome to the third episode, season four of the Teen News Press show. And in this season, we are going to discuss journeys of various podcasters all around the world and how they are doing podcasts, their future goals and many more. And she is the host of How I Fuck Podcast. And it's pretty interesting because you must be thinking out of all the other topics, why choose this topic? And that's something that we will hear it out soon enough. She also books podcasts for other new podcast companies, which... I actually recently heard from someone else, but still, I didn't know how how people do that. So we will dig into that as well. So guys, let's welcome Natalie to the show. Nat, uh, welcome to the show. So please tell a little bit about yourself and your podcasting career.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, Yes. So my name is Natalie and I am the host and creator of the How I Fuck podcast. So we are a podcast about sex and inclusivity, diversity, so I think people usually when they think of um, when they hear about our podcast mm-hmm. they think it's going to be very like uh, I mean obviously it does get graphic but it's not really meant to be a confessional tell all kind of like juicy kind of podcasts in that way um, though there's nothing wrong with those kind of podcasts um, our podcast is uh, trying to be a little more educational mm-hmm. and I think what we try to do every episode is that we try to spotlight a different person from a particular community or who has like a specific background or lifestyle or condition and ask them what sex is like for them
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: when i say what is sex like for them i don't necessarily just mean partnered sex Mm -hmm. i mean whatever sexual pleasure means to them so whether that is um masturbation or whether that is um anything that turns them on that doesn't necessarily mean like physical sex you know intercourse um so yeah, that's what that's what we do. And I think the reason why we want to do that is because we want to bring awareness mm-hmm. to people who might not have the tools um, to reach to to reach orgasm or to have sexual pleasure. For example, our first episode is with Andrew Gerza, who is a mm-hmm. disability awareness consultant. And so Andrew lives with cerebral palsy. And our episode focuses on um, his journey with sex throughout his life um, as a person with cerebral palsy, CP as they call it. So he talks to us a lot about um, how his sex tools aren't really, don't necessarily work for him when sex toys don't work for him because of the dexterity in his hands, because of his um, CP. So we talked about that, how there should be sex toys that meet those needs. And we also talk about how he isn't, he hasn't had really good experiences Mm. dating online so for him he's had to hire sex workers so we also talk about the legality of that you know i think that a lot of sex workers throughout just decades have been looked down on it seems like a kind of um it's a it's a job that people have a lot of issue with but a lot of people with disabilities do benefit from sex workers so that's really what our podcast is about—is just finding out where where people need more help or need more tools in order to like gain sexual pleasure, but mm-hmm. also just finding out, you know, why maybe the things that they like, like <laughs> what inspired that, or the, you know, wh- why do they like that?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can understand that, and you know, uh, you said saying that you know where they can find the tools for you know for pleasures and everything and stuff, and uh, I just want to ask. Uh, uh, what's your take on this? You know this porn, porn industry because uh, in our country recently what happened was you know it was around like uh, three to four months I think so. They actually thought that uh, many rapes were happening in our country you know recently because uh, many like how to say uh, I don't know particular reason for it many people were you know uh, getting raped and many girls were you know uh, even burned after you know getting raped There's so many like suicidal thoughts and lots of stuff happened and our government declared that you know this due because of uh, pornography this actually happened. So for some people, they say that it's an outlet for. It. Okay, because for people, even I have consulted doctors that are saying that. Do you think uh, it is uh, okay to ban porn, like porn sites or anything like that, or will there be any consequences for it? Because for some people, they actually use it as an outlet rather than you know go, uh, like entering into like sex works or anything like that. They use it as an outlet. So what's your take on this porn industry? Do you think it's actually um, you know good for some people, or you know how, how what's your take on that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Actually, um, I have a question for you. Yeah, just because I watched a series on Netflix recently mm-hmm. um, by Vox, and they said that India just they completely banned porn. Is that correct? Like there's a complete ban on it
0: or? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, they have banned the websites, probably uh, not like, you know, the industry and on the website. But uh, obviously, you know, it's easy to find another website, you know, to get onto that. It's it's so easy on it is because, you know, it's like, uh, how to say, uh, movies how movies are getting you know uh, rather than on uh, being on legally they are getting illegal attractions and all It's just something like that so yes they have banned legally they have banned like a law has I been mean, issued but still there are many loopholes for that so yeah this is the answer for that question
1: yeah okay cool um that's that's uh i mean well actually maybe not cool i'm not sure so <laughs> i think that I, you know, it's interesting because I have this podcast, which is about sex, Mm -hmm. but I actually don't watch porn. Um, Mm. I, uh, it's, it's also kind of, I'm I'm pretty vanilla when it comes to sex. So I actually Mm -hmm. don't watch porn, which I think is probably why I decided to start this podcast. Mm. Um, But, you know, from friends and from people who I've been with, it always seemed like a very educational, like for them, it was very educational, Mm -hmm. you know? But I also do see, I have noticed like the downside to porn and I don't think it's necessarily, um, things with mental health but maybe there are studies about that and and i'm not aware of that you know so i don't know too much about that but i will say and this is something that we explore in our next episode Mm -hmm. i will say there is a lot of sex racism when Mm. it comes to porn and by that i mean categorizing people uh you know just having categories In porn, specifically about people of like color, yeah, having like the ebony categories or the Mm -hmm. Asian categories, and even in the titles, like uh, Black Girl Gets This Mm and This by Black Cock or something, you know, um, it's just something that i've spoken to some of my friends who are black who don't feel comfortable with you know um it's already they seem to pretty already othered when it comes to dating as it is you know and so to be completely othered and categorized come comprom- like just in the porn industry i just think there are some repercussions to that i do think that that can be quite a negative because I think people when they watch something and they see that there is a special category for a certain community I think they start thinking that that community therefore is other that community therefore is like different from them and they should be you know and maybe they should even be fetishized which is something else that we cover which is like you know, people saying, like, I've never been with, like, an Asian person or a Black person. I've, I've actually kind of had experiences like that, where I dated someone and they were like, oh, I've, you know, I'm always with Latinas, like, that's my thing, you know, and that's not really something,
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess, thank you for, uh,
0: (laughs) for dating
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, taking out of your culture, I guess that's cool for exploring other cultures, but mm-hmm. I don't think that that doesn't feel too great to know that a person might have specifically went for you because of like your uh, ethnicity as opposed to, you know, everything else. Um, so I think that could, I think that is kind of a negative when it comes to porn, but from my understanding, it seems very educational, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that now we're really lucky that there are so many different options when it comes to porn and you don't necessarily have to go to porn hub you can go to porn sites that are more um they're more lgbtq friendly they mm-hmm. don't categorize you know they don't have an ebony category mm-hmm. um they don't uh yeah they don't categorize people based off race you know they're a little more uh, understanding a little more PC when it comes, um, to the way that they categorize things, you know? I will say also that you, you brought up, uh, porn and sexual trauma, uh, an episode that we explore later in our season is, um, about a sexual assault survivor, and she actually explained to me that porn and seeing images mm. of people being violated actually helped her, uh, during her recovery, and from what she told me, the reason why was that you know uh, you know obviously, during her trauma she wasn 't in control she she lost complete control of you know she someone uh, took advantage of her and so being able to watch images or to choose the kind of porn she watches um, and that specific porn kind of gives her control again, like mm-hmm. she is in control of the situation, which is a reason why she also turned to BDSM you know Mm. some sexual assault survivors go use BDSM as a way to to cope you know because Mm -hmm. it gives them more leverage it gives them more control but yeah porn is very very tricky it depends who's making it and it depends like why you're kind of clicking on it as well Um, like studies have shown that you know, when something is going on, unfortunately, like, whether, for instance, like, the war on terrorism here in the United States, like, with 9-11, um, a lot of people were looking at porn from people, like, people in the Middle East, you know, Mm. like, they think it's so taboo, so therefore they fetishize it, and they're like, oh, you know, um, and the same thing with, like, unfortunately, the same thing with, uh, Black men in porn, where it's black a black man with a white woman, or the white man gets embarrassed, or you know a black man steals his white woman. You know, it's kind of like these uh, these social these ideas that we have here in society. They kind of um, bled into the porn that we we watch. I think it's important to keep that in mind.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can. You know, after after hearing all this, I I I think I I will, I will be actually guilty if I didn't say this. Because uh, I was searching for guests, uh, you know, for come out to a podcast and I actually came across you in a comment, in somewhere in the comment you were actually commenting on that. So you go, okay, okay, let's explore who she is and uh, what's her podcast about. So I went in, I saw, at first, how, what I thought, I mean like, wow, I mean like, how can someone have a podcast? Because you are the first person that I actually saw who has a podcast like this. I've never seen anyone, uh, not many people as I've seen uh, who has a podcast like this. I mean, like, not judgmental, just saying <laughs> different in a way. So, uh, so I went and I thought of you know, texting you then I actually, uh, my kind of side is actually so orthodox. People don't like talking about this, you know, uh, this pornography or things and stuff. But I think sometimes you have to teach people the bad, you know, the bad stuff just to know them that it's bad and you shouldn't go over it. So actually, you know, I, I was so afraid I didn't text you. So, and then when I posted the, you know, the in-case communication and when you texted, I was like, okay, the universe is saying, go on interviewer, then maybe you can you know explore some things that and you can help some people. So I'm sorry for that, but still, I don't know. The reason why is that I was, I was really afraid at first because I know what, uh, but people will say, like, you know, if someone you do that and what people will say, but everyone is actually doing this, you know, I actually had a, you know, pornography problem before, like I was so addicted to it and actually consulted my doctor and said that, uh, you know, what to do, doctor I'm having this? So he said, you know, though it's not possible to remove everything. So what you can do is just, you know, uh, like, you know, four times a month or five times a month, you know, reduce that. So it's also healthy in some way. I don't know, masturbation and stuff. So you do that. And he also said that many people will be doing it. Your friends, uh, you know, you even, you even some elders will be doing it, but they just won't say it to you. For the sake of their pride, they won't say it to you. So for that, uh, you know, don't think that everyone is really good, so good. And they are not, they're really monks. They are not. Uh, You know, just, uh, you know, reduce that and you will be healthy as possible. So, yeah, I think, I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, I should be afraid to text, but I don't know, maybe uh, it's going to happen. So the reason why I said all is that uh, did, how many oppositions did you get at first? Because obviously, you know, doing something like this, people will always think that why do this? There are many, I mean, like you are booking podcasts for someone else. You can also do podcasts about that as well. So how, How many oppositions did you actually, you know, came across? I mean, don't you don't need to go too personal if you don't want to. No problem with that. So just uh, let me know what, like, if someone starts something like this, you know, not, even not too much like this, or even something like, you know, how to pick a girl at some, you know, bar or how to, uh, you know, talk to the girl, something like that itself is being judgmental these days. I mean, like, what, a man needs a girl? So (laughs) what's your problem with that? I don't know. So yeah, you know, what's your take on that? I mean, like your oppositions and stuff.
1: Yeah. So I didn't really get any pushback when I decided to do this. I will say that I decided to start this podcast in 2019. I started telling my friends and my boyfriend who is an audio engineer and he records the episodes and he mixes and masters them. He's really talented. I told him about it too. But um, the thing is that I really didn't like I decided on it, and then we did the interviews, we did some interviews, Mm -hmm. and then I, um, and then yeah, and then I unfortunately went through some health stuff, and then later the pandemic happened, you know? And so I finally, because of the pandemic, I finally got a chance to really, really work on this. But I didn't, I don't feel like I got too much pushback because I don't think anyone believed that I was actually gonna do this. Like the friends that I told, because I had a podcast idea that um, I had an idea for a podcast like like before that, Um, I think in like 2018, I wanted to do a podcast about immigration. And then I realized that that was really hard. and that would be like very very not to say that a podcast about like sex isn't but Mm -hmm. um yeah immigration is it's hard it was about undocumented immigrants Mm -hmm. and which is undocumented immigrants are obviously very kind of hard to find you know so i kind of uh shelved that idea and then decided to just to do this and the reason why i decided to do this was because i read this article about this sex coach with dwarfism Mm -hmm. who noticed that there wasn't anyone with dwarfism who was talking sex education with people with dwarfism because people with dwarfism they have they have different needs. Some of them, Mm -hmm. their arms are too short to reach Mm -hmm. their genitalia. And then some of them, they can't straddle because they have hip problems. Mm -hmm. And yet people weren't addressing that. So she took it upon herself to start talking about that. And so when I read that article, that's when I decided on this. And then also I'm just kind of, I would just like wonder very weird things like I would just be like how do like how do homeless people have sex like how do homeless people like say you're homeless for years you have no privacy yeah. where do you, you have that it's I think it's a human right I think it's a definitely a need you know um to either to masquerade to have sex and so um I didn't get too much pushback I thought I would get pushback from my family Mm -hmm. Uh, but my dad, I think he's not too surprised by me at this point, you know, I come from a journalism, I have a journalism background and, uh, I was a producer at attention, which is a digital media company Mm -hmm. that covers a lot of things in terms of like politics and social justice. And I did a lot of videos about like cannabis and sex and VDSM and what we can learn from that, you know? So I don't think he was too surprised from it. But like I said before, I think people, when they hear this, they think that when I tell them about it, they think it's um, going to be a podcast about uh, just like sex and like just talking about like the juiciest details mm-hmm. or even that I'm going to be talking about my sex life. I try not to on the podcast because for me, I, I I think it's more about like the person that I'm interviewing. Yeah. yeah
0: it's, I, it's, it's actually all about the guest, I think. so. I'm an uh, interviewing podcaster and, uh, you know, just one thing I say. I mean, it's really great if you didn't get any opposition. I mean, like, trust me. If if something is happening in my country or especially in my side or something like this, obviously they would just you know make you run, and they would just you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. To describe that. But seriously, really, uh, they would like really oppose a lot. I mean, like, uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe I actually interview a lot of foreigners, you know, all over the world. So uh, maybe my thinking, maybe really broad. Like thinking, like it's, it's just you know sex so what i mean like it's not going to be the end of the world something like that i mean it's not a what human need so yeah i think you know people might hit away on that so you know one technical question is that you said you were booking podcasts for some other people so let's uh, talk a little bit about that i mean how how do you actually do those kinds of things
1: okay how do i make the podcast then mm, yeah for them yeah okay Ooh. so um i hosted and i actually i edit the episodes too but my boyfriend ben Mm -hmm. who's our audio engineer he records it Mm -hmm. so i was very fortunate that the person that i'm in a relationship with and that i live with has this equipment Mm -hmm. (laughs) so he has this equipment he has you know he has so much experience uh he's worked on like he's he's worked on so many different projects with so many great people so that was a win that was really awesome, and so he records it i you know I hosted, but I also do i mean I'm the one reaching out to people mm. I'm the one trying to research and trying to find the ideas for the episodes, and I'm also the one who scripts them so the thing with my episodes is that I didn't necessarily want it to be just a conversation. I wanted to be a little more um a little more uh educational like i I wanted to kind of like record myself and like have voiceover in order to have the story go a little faster and in order to um fill in some some things you know so whenever we have someone explaining something like mentioning something like um like HRT for instance I'll come in and try to explain that I think like the inspiration behind that was a lot of NPR podcasts like Invisibilia for instance so um You know, that requires a lot of like me scripting and me researching. And so I decided to, and I don't think I ever really was good at asking for help growing up, (laughs) especially because I wasn't around that many people who could help, I guess you can say, you know, I, you know, at that time, my family wasn't as big as it is now and I didn't have too many friends growing up. So I definitely learned now as an adult that it's like, okay for you to ask for help. And so I reached out to a friend who is a script um, who is a copy and fact checker for um, a, a really big streaming service for podcasts there. So I reached out to her and she looks over the pod uh, podcast episodes and then I have friends who are in digital marketing ask them if they could help me out with that, so they have been helping me out with that. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it, these episodes aren't really easy to do, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, I I really wish I could do weekly because I think the best way to market your stuff, like, mm-hmm. the best thing you can do for your podcast is to have, like, content all the time. So, like, I, you know, weekly is, like, really great because, like, the more content you have, like, the more, like, it will just grow from there. But because these episodes take a lot more time, mm-hmm. I definitely, I, you know, decided to do it bi-weekly. Um, and then when, a, you know, a situation happens or like when opportunity shows up, like I really have to grind in order to get that episode out. But, um, you know, I really had to reach out and look at the, you know, look at the people that I'm friends with, see what kind of like resources they have. I also have a friend who is a professional voiceover artist. And so I was very not confident with my voice at the beginning of like this podcast of this project. Um I think the first episode that we ever like edited, like that we ever like completed, I re-recorded that episode like three times, like my own voice. You know, it's not like I did the interview over again. I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. but I re-recorded myself like three different times. And so I had her come in and coach me mm-hmm. and uh you know think I think thankfully thanks to her I feel like my voice is at a better place right now honestly because I feel like it had like no confidence and stuff Mm -hmm. so it was a lot of me keeping that in mind and obviously looking at the podcast that I that I love you know and seeing what they do and what they pay attention to you know so yeah they're not really easy to make but I do think that they are I, I do enjoy making them I really 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 do and I enjoy I definitely enjoy um covering topics that some people have thought about or that then maybe they talk about within their like network but <laughs> you know I don't think everyone's network is like the biggest network in the world like they can't openly talk to everyone about it so that's also great as well
0: yeah yeah and you know just just two observations from you know one of from your uh, you know structure of the podcast the first is guest I mean like I know it's really hard to, you know, reach out to someone and ask this and, you know, uh, to talk about their uh, life and all. Uh, do you, uh, Just this, is in a funny way, I'm asking, do you have any like foreclosure or, you know, uh, any agreement or something like that? Like, you know, we won't do this, we won't do that, any of that. I mean, like people are, you know, talking about their sex life, they'll obviously be so careful about it, you know, on the on the mic. But still, sometimes they would be like, you know, if the if the host is too, you know, uh, you know, funny or something like that, they're always, and you having general some background, obviously can, you know, <laughs> take, people, you know, words out of people, obviously, and in a good way, saying, in a good way, not in a bad way. So you can obviously, you know, take the words. So um, do you have any agreements in between anything like that? Or it's just, you know, just a word, or, you know, confrontation saying that it's my word against yours, anything like that?
1: Yeah. Um, Thankfully not really. I will say that there has been moments where, um, and I think this is on I think this is on me. Like, I think, you know, I do try to do pre-interviews, but then, you know, when you get a, like, a guest that you're super excited about and who has, like, a following, um, you're just, like, or who has, like, such a crazy profession, you're just, like, oh, my God, I'm so excited and let's do this. And then when you start talking to them, you realize that they're not going to reveal – they're not going to, like, express as much as you thought they would, you know, even though you kind of explain to them what the podcast was about, like, mm-hmm. you kind of realize that. So I've had um, – I've had situations where it's um, – I really need to try to like get stuff out of them you know and I completely respect people whenever they say like I don't want to talk about that you know yeah. but I will say it is it can be disappointing sometimes you know because you are looking for that and you're yeah. just like oh, well <laughs> I feel I thought that that was what the interview was about I thought we were both on the same page you know um, and then that like again like I think that is on me like I think that um, I need to better articulate this or really make sure to absolutely like get on the phone with everyone that I speak to and like I said you get a guest that you're really excited about and maybe their schedule is super packed and you're just like let's just schedule the interview immediately let's not even try scheduling anything in between like a conversation you know and then you realize that when you're in it but um yeah it's kind of like it's just growing pains it's something that I had to learn (laughs) while doing this is that I need to be better about that like yesterday I spent An hour or two really looking into um, guests for a specific episode that I have in mind. And so it was a lot of me like checking Twitter, Instagram, all these places, and not just like looking. Like, you know, not just like finding someone and being like, oh, I think they're perfect, but actually like watching videos of them if there's anything mm-hmm. out there or reading articles that they may have written or, you know, really looking through their Instagram and seeing like how, you know, how they speak or, you know, how they present themselves. Um, so that, that can be time consuming, but I do think that that is, uh, I do think that that is a good tip to have like a good thing to have is you know because like you like I said you'll get excited about someone and then you'll get on the you'll uh get on the podcast with them and you realize like oh they're actually not going to talk about that thing or oh like they don't want to repeat that or you know so but thankfully having had any like you know arguments or anything like that I think for me um I am a, just a very curious person and I think that's why I became a journalist, you know, so yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I'm here to just like really listen to them and then ask them all like the crazy questions that I have, you know, but, um, but yeah, thankfully I thankfully haven't had anything like that.
0: Oh, that's nice because you know, yeah, you're right. Because sometimes you, if you can't vibe with that particular guest, like, uh, you know, uh, then, uh, then it's, you're right. The podcast won't go like really as well as, you know, as you thought because at first I was like, how when I started my podcast around like September, I think so. Uh, I didn't actually think this through. I just wanted, to, you know, okay, so let's start a podcast. Like, what's going to be all about? I just started it. How I actually got my first guest is that I went to Instagram and uh, in the search tab I typed hashtag entrepreneur. That's the thing I typed, and I went to the recent tab and just DM'd every single person saying that I'm starting a podcast. I would love to have you as a guest. I just DM'd everyone. I didn't care about the followers. I didn't care about the guest. I just DM'd. I just want my first experience to be like that. And thankfully someone did. He's from India only. And he responded and he said, okay, let's get on to it. No problem. And trust me, it was a phone actually. Uh, this is my new phone, actually. It's, it's really you know costly. But uh, how that phone actually was, it was so cheap. Uh, it, it actually had its battery blown up a little bit because it, it was about to explode a little bit. <laughs> it was like that. So I was I was okay, no problem. even if it explodes, I mean like I was actually a little bit of distance, uh, you know, getting, having my headphones. So one problem on that. So, yeah, I think, you know, having the guest around that, it's, it's, it's really of importance. And second, uh, you know, observation from your, you know, saying that the audio you had around like, you know, three three days, something like for the training of, you know, your voice. So how much importance do you think that the tone, the tonology comes, you know, when it comes to podcasters? I mean, like, if I'm recording, it's a business podcast, obviously, any tone, obviously, for that matters. If it's something like, you know, true crime or, uh, uh, you know, this kind of stuff, that, that requires a particular tonality, right? You know, to uh, make your audience flow through the particular, uh, you know, podcast. So how much importance do you think that? Do you think it's actually really important? Like, what's the percentage of that, do you think?
1: Yeah, I think it's really important, actually, because, uh, you know, I have a friend who told me that she stopped listening to, a podcast because of someone's voice, you know? And then I was oh like well, said that, and this was yeah, before this was be I will say that she is very particular. She's a very particular person. But um she yeah, when she said that this is when I was I hadn't started recording yet. So I was like a little spooked by that. I was mm. just like, oh wow. Um yeah, I guess that's something to keep in mind. And then now that I think, you know, when she said that, I was like, you know what, I do remember there was a podcast that I also didn't finish because the people kind of, their voices kind of like, I felt like they were too monotone and they kind of bored me, you know? So I, yeah, I do think it's really important if you're doing like true crime podcasts, like narrative podcasts, you know, or like the podcast I'm doing right now, which is like documentary almost, you know, like when you have someone uh, explaining this and talking to you and mm-hmm. you know reading a script I do think it's very important um, I also think it's important because uh, I will be honest like I looked at one of like my favorite uh, podcasts of uh, Radio lab it's super big it's been around for like mm-hmm. 13 years or something and I was looking at recent comments. And um, yeah, a lot of people were saying that there's too many likes and likes and ums and ums and all this stuff, you know, and they're just like, you should send, there's a comment saying like, you should send maybe one of your producers to like a vocal coach or something. And that was also something on the back of my mind was like, oh, people say that, you know? <laughs> uh, so I do think that it is very important uh, because I mean, me from experience and from talking to my friend, like I have like not continued listening to a podcast because I thought it was too monotone. Uh, that being said, also I do know that I still need some work to do with like I say um a lot and I still say like I'm from I'm from Southern California. I was born and raised here. I'm from LA. I'm from wow. the Valley, so I'm a Valley girl. So <laughs> I know I say that a lot, and it's gonna be hard to overcome that to um like to manage that. But I'm going to have to you know, especially if um. I want listeners who aren't just in Southern California. I don't want to sound like, spe- you know, I don't I don't want to sound like specifically only very California. I want to I wanted to I want to have a voice that can be uh relatable throughout like the world honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Can I, you know, you you bring up this, I you know, Los Angeles, you know, your, your city that you raised and everything. And, you know, just this curious question, I actually always have, and I never asked him, you know, my foreigner is that. Uh, there's, some, there's a city, you know, next to Los, Los Angeles called Las Vegas, right? Las Vegas.
1: Like Las Vegas is like, I think three hours away from us, I think.
0: Yeah, three hours. So, is it actually true what they show in the movies? Is, is it actually true that actually happens in Las Vegas? Because I've seen this movie called Hangover, right? So, Hangover or, you know, Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Well There are tons of movies for that. Is it actually true what they show? Because many of my friends and even I sometimes believe that the American culture and like, what they are showing in Hollywood movies is actually true. I mean, like yeah, that's a little bit of exaggeration. I, I can understand that. But at least 25%, 30% is true. So... I'm asking you, you are like three hours driving. I'm sure you must have gone somewhere. Maybe or maybe not. Of course, you've heard of it. So please clarify this because I, if, if my friends are sometimes asking me, dude, you are t- talking to foreigners all over the world. Just ask them. Why can't you ask them? Because yesterday I asked uh, one of my guests that, you know, this high school prom and uh, you know everything and stuff. Is it actually that much exaggerated as they are showing? Because we don't have anything like that here. So most people, they <laughs> really <laughs> suffer a lot because of that. So just tell just, just, just me, is it actually true or not?
1: So I, um, so I grew up yes, I grew up in the valley in, mm-hmm. in uh, Los Angeles, but uh, I grew up in a very like predominantly Latin X community, and so it wasn't really a very wealthy community. Um, so the like the schools that I went to the public schools I went to were unfortunately pretty run down Um, the classes were uh, like just packed like we really didn't have that many resources there and I went to school with a lot of like people that aren't like basically like I'm not saying that my family had money but like no one almost no one at my Mm -hmm. school had money you know we came from like families that were uh like hustling and a lot of like immigrant families too my parents are immigrants and Mm -hmm. you know it wasn't it was very common to like talk to someone there who also their parents were also immigrants so sorry that was the air conditioning (laughs) (laughs) that scared me Uh, so but i will say even though we weren't like a wealthy school and so it didn't it doesn't look like i don't know like Gossip Girl or something i will say that yeah prom was kind of a big deal for us and i used to watch tv like yeah tv shows and movies where prom was a big deal and i thought maybe this was just only for like the wealthy Laguna Beach kind of like schools but when prom came up like for us it was a big deal and we were actually really fortunate because we had our prom at Universal Studios uh which was like yeah i don't know how we like did that because i was just like we should i mean it was great but i think we should maybe have used those resources for like books and stuff because we Mm -hmm. didn't have that much stuff you know but it was still very very nice Mm -hmm. and for my friends and i like yeah it was like a huge huge deal for us like we really um Yeah, we got all dolled up and stuff and yeah, like the, you know, the trying to like find dates and like all that. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty big deal. People really loved it. People who I didn't think were going to be there, like goths and stuff, were there, you know, and I think it is, it might have been because of like the whole prom like movie trope, you know, that it's a Mm -hmm. huge deal. So, um, yeah, for that was that was that was pretty big. And then when it comes to like Las Vegas, um, God, I'm gonna sound really boring, but actually I'm not like a big fan of Vegas. I really don't like it. Like the only I think I've only <laughs> really been there like two or three times. One of them was for like a wedding, and the other one was for to go see a concert like i just went specifically there to go see like the postal service when they had their reunion tour in 2013 like that's it like i didn't go for the gambling like i really didn't care for that but from my from like the stories i've heard for instance my boyfriend he loves vegas and he has been there so many times with his friends and like the stories he's told me yeah they are pretty obviously they're not as criminal or illegal (laughs) as like movies like the hangover But yeah, it's gotten pretty crazy. Like the stuff that he's told me, him and his friends, like the trouble that they've gotten themselves into, or just like, yeah, like it it has gotten really crazy for him. So, I mean, kudos for him, obviously, you know, we don't want anyone to do anything um, illegal, but yeah, it's gotten pretty crazy for him. But for me, uh, like for me personally, I really, I'm not really a fan of Vegas, really. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh I, you, know, you, you know because you know, when I was in my childhood, I mean like we were my friends, we were like and we were so crazy about the name itself, like Vegas. i mean like the the, the pronunciation of that actually you know, it's really instigated us all, you know, i mean like it's it 's called a paradise. and you know it's childhood, you know fantasy, and all everything was that, and you know after the age comes, I mean like you we were it's like i don 't know, so yeah, that 's not the reason why I wanted to ask. So yeah, it's just uh, one thing before you know going on to the final question is that uh, tell us about your you know stats like uh, how much listeners are you getting, uh, how much you know uh, traffic are you driving from? Is 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 there anything you know in the middle of that? Just tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah sure. Um yeah, I haven't really been asked that too much. I'll I guess I'll just be transparent. Uh, so we have two episodes out. It's only been three weeks since the first episode? Yeah, I think it's only been three weeks since the first episode. So, each episode has like about 300 downloads right now. Which I think yeah. is, like, fine. Like, I think that's, fine. you know... It's
0: fine. It's actually more than fine for those people who actually started just for three weeks down the road. It's actually more than oh, fine. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Okay.
1: Well, okay. so I, uh, yeah, I think, like, I'm happy with that, you know? Like, obviously, like, I wish I could say it was already in the thousands, but it's not. But it's only been, like, yeah, it has, hasn't been that long. And, um, and I'm proud of that. And also, um, I know that it's going to grow from there. Like, I'm definitely banking on it growing. Uh, I have been spending a lot of time on Instagram, we have an Instagram account, that the Instagram account is one that's a little bit blowing up honestly (laughs) like that's the yeah like i when i started taking it super seriously like i was just like i made the instagram account like months ago but i didn't post anything on it you know because Mm -hmm. we didn't have anything yet to promote so when i started promoting on it maybe like a month ago or like like five weeks ago something like that Uh, we really didn't have that many followers, but now, yeah, now it's, like, completely, it keeps growing, and I'm starting to see, like, the trends and stuff, and I'm, I'm, I'm starting to see that, like, the people that follow us on Instagram or who are liking our content, they are starting to go over to the podcast, which is, like, which is great, and so I think if I keep that up, I think that will also help it. Also, we have um, a sponsor. We have someone who, one of my best friends has a great magazine, an online magazine Mm -hmm. she's had for years. And I actually used to freelance for that magazine Mm -hmm. back in college, actually. So her and I go way back. And so she um, has a huge, she has a pretty, big following of like Instagram followers for the for the magazine mm-hmm. like they already have an audience for all the years that they've been around so she is sponsoring it in terms of like marketing re- really mm-hmm. so she is promoting it and like adding all the episodes to her like to the to the magazine and all this stuff so that's definitely has helped enormously as well um but yeah it's really it's really interesting it's also interesting to see how people gravitate to a certain like Hashtags and stuff on Instagram, yeah. you know, yeah. like, for example uh, The our po- like a post that I made mm-hmm. like I, I made this like It's, it's about polyamory And um, it got – it's, like, at 420 likes right now. It just, like, exploded. Like, I have no idea. Like, I will have things there that's, like, 20 likes or something. But this specifically exploded. Like, all these people really liked it. And then were sharing it and saving it and all this stuff, you know? And, yeah, it was really – it's interesting because I'm just, like, okay, there's, like, a huge – I mean, I kind of already knew this, but there's a huge polyamory community who is very – who's very – like active on Instagram and who want this kind of content that is like positive it's like positive content about their community you know because the polyamory community has obviously like you know experienced a lot of just like backlash and just like this isn't right or it's not real or whatever people say and so them finding that positive community like was like I guess, was great for them, so they've been, like, really liking it and sharing it, but it was interesting, because it's, like, I had posts that are, like, 20, 30 likes, and then that one was, like, 420 likes, and I'm, like, okay, and, um, yeah, and I I really hope that, like, looking at those kind of stats, like, on Instagram is going to help me with, like, obviously with the podcast, because now I'm noticing there is people in these communities who want that kind of content, so, like, exploring that early on and, like, in like the next season or in the next couple months or something you know like trying trying to do that um but yeah that's our i'm pretty happy i'm pretty content with the stats that we have right now with like the downloads um i really hope that it just grows from there you know it also, will definitely I, will
0: because it don't i don't know to say that it's fine okay because it's actually hurt me it's, it's me a lot because I mean, you know I actually doing a lot of stuff, but my main aim is not about you know getting listeners. My for my podcast, it's uh it's all about that I can actually talk to a lot of interesting people around the world. And uh, here actually in this side podcast is actually it's starting to grow re- grow right now. So you know just uh, you know it's like the Gary Vaynerchuk formula, just you know be first and be fast. Then if you do that, and obviously you know it's kind of blowing up. But yeah, I mean like having 300 downloads for that, kudos to you. So <laughs> don't worry about that. It's really an awesome thing. Uh, so j- just, uh, you know, one thing, this is kind of an out of, out of box question. Um, who is the last person that you actually made smile yesterday?
1: That I actually, what?
0: You actually made smile yesterday.
1: That made smile yesterday. Um, I hope my boyfriend.
0: <laughs> last person. I wow. Hope, that's nice.
1: <laughs> yeah. I hope that was him. <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, we're taking this pandemic pretty seriously. <laughs> so, which is kind of, uh, annoying my family honestly because we've been taking it seriously since the beginning of this pandemic like actually i've been taking it a little seriously since before it started really like when the new york times were like you guys need to prepare i was telling uh, my boyfriend, like, we need to prepare for this, like, we really, like, we need to, you know, and um, so we did, and we've been taking it very seriously, thankfully, and it's good to, it's just the two of us, so, you know, we live together, it's good to live with someone who also takes this seriously, because if I lived with my family, I think I would go crazy, um, because <laughs> I, I don't think they're taking us as seriously as we are, so um, honestly, it's just him and I, all day, every day, not really, I mean, I try to see friends, like, maybe at a park like social distance but I'm also trying to keep that like not as frequently uh but yeah I would hope that he's like the last person I made smile we also <laughs> went to Trader to Joe's yesterday and I know that we talked to the cashier so I guess that's another person that smiled but yeah
0: uh, you know, because you know, whenever I ask this question, the problem obviously comes is that actually asked uh, who made you smile today? Actually, today is the question that I actually asked, but obviously it's morning there, so obviously you would say that you or someone who you live with. So that's why I asked yesterday. Okay, yesterday means last person. We obviously, it will be a different person. But uh, yeah, that's actually yeah. and yeah, you're right because you know this pandemic. Actually, you know, we we are actually on uh, literally like uh, four to five months of lockdown. It's kind of lockdown, but uh, you know, still people are actually daily vegetables have to go out. They have to eat. They have to, you know, uh, do some stuff up to earn money. So they are going out, and some people we are still in inside. And uh, for the first two months of lockdown, I didn't even you know cross my door. It's actually there. I didn't even cross it. I just in my room I was there all day long. You know, for two months I was there. I was about to go crazy, but you know, fortunately I have this you know doing freelance video editing for you know podcasters and people and stuff. So I was happy to do that. So yeah, I can understand, you know, going crazy, crazy with your parents, I can clearly understand your point. So no worries on that. Uh, so one uh, final thing before, you know, going on to the closing is that um, this is something that I always ask my guest. What do you actually think is the best tip that you can provide to a fellow podcaster in order to grow according to your version?
1: There's a lot of podcasts around and we want guests and we want them, we want to have like the coolest guest possible or someone like with a relatively big uh, following. And that's awesome, but I think, like, before we get too excited and we get on, like, a podcast with someone, I think it is important to do the research. And I think it is important to, like, try to, you know, get on the phone with them and make it that super, like, clear to them what you're going to be doing. And, you know, if you can watch videos of them, I mean, who knows, like, maybe they, like, did a lecture once or they have, like, they have an audience on Instagram and they talk to their audience, you know? Um, I think that's really, I think that is really important because you want to be really clear about the kind of content that you want. And then also you just, you want to be the one in control when you're interviewing someone, you know, obviously you, in my case, I'm mostly a listener. Yes, I will ask questions, but I'm really give you know, giving them the space to express themselves. And so, but at the same time, I want to make sure that they're giving me the kind of content that I am looking for, you know, and I think that's okay to admit, like, I think it's, it's okay to, you know, try to ask people to repeat themselves or, you know, try to ask them like this, you know, ask repeat a question really and ask them again, like, can you explain this to me? Because I think that um, while it is exciting to have like a really awesome guest, I think like you really need to think about like what you want in this episode, you know, like you need to always remember that, that this is the goal of this episode and not lose it just because I don't know, just because someone went a whole different direction and you're just like, you know what, I'll just go with that. I'll go with that, you know? I mean, sometimes that can work, but if you are, if you want to have consistency, if you want to be consistent with the content that you're creating and you want your audience to, you know, feel like your podcast is reliable and it's like, it's, you know, I can go there for that kind of content. Then I think it's important to, you know, push for that kind of material or make sure that the guests that you're bringing in will definitely uh, meet those kind of, uh, meet the things that you want.
0: Wow, wow, that's good. That's, good. Definitely. that's definitely a good thing because, you know, coming on to a whole different kind of genre of a podcaster, I think this is the first time that people will hear about this. So I'll definitely, they will appreciate it. So uh, is there anything else you want to ask me?
1: Um. Well, how is it going with you? How are you? Are you excited about your podcast? You said this was the third episode, right?
0: Uh, Yeah, it's actually uh, season four of the third episode. So um, I actually been doing like first season I did. It's all about the entrepreneurs, first season I did. And second is all about the photographers that I did. And uh, after that, what I actually kind of, you know, stumbled, like uh, the purpose of the podcast, what to do then after all that, I just, you know, randomly invited people like talking and stuff. I kind of stumbled. And then season three was all about the podcasters. It's actually going to be end, uh, ended on 11th, I think. So yeah, from 11th, uh, I have a last recording that will be ended. Um, yeah, mostly I, I, I'm having good listeners amount, mostly from the US side. Not my Indians, <laughs> you know, because most of the podcasters are rising uh, too much on you know the US. So I have listeners from that. So even you know, even even if some of if some of your friends will ask me, I mean like, don't you ever have an Indian on your podcast? I mean, like, I mean I'm not I'm not being racist right now because I'm an Indian. I know that. But it's just that, uh, you know, people that I vibe with is actually more on the outside of my country because I just want to explore out their culture and, uh, you know, how they are actually working things out and uh, everything and stuff. So, yeah, I think it's uh, totally awesome. And this will be out, uh, I think, uh, next month in the middle or in the last year, it will be, uh, probably be out. And I will update everything because I actually create a lot of content out of this, you know, small content out of this. And I may even tag you, you know, like spamming every single post. I might even tag you on that. So, you know, I, you have to give me permission on that. So. Please don't mind on that. So yeah, I think that's actually most of my podcast is all about and uh, how I actually got excited. That's
1: awesome. That's really, that's really, really exciting. It's exciting to do a project on your own.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, guys, thank you. So guys, thanks so much for listening to this. So I just have to do a quick uh, the thing. How uh, are the takeaways? So we have the podcast, uh, so, we talked to the porn industries, how, you know, the trauma of for or things like that, and uh, how they're actually doing podcasts. Like, they have a really good structure, and you guys should check that out as well. And, uh, the you know, the guests, how they're getting onto this, and their tonology. Because uh, tone is something that's really important. Like she said, some podcasts, some people will actually stop listening to your podcast if you don't have quite, you know, a uh, right tone for that. And sometimes it's hard to keep up the talking, because... I actually kind of have like, you know, it's kind of hereditary for my family, kind of uh, have like lungs. We have a lung problem, like, you know, until some age we have like hereditary. So my throat always dries. Whenever I talk a lot of stuff, my throat dries up. So yeah, I think, you know, tones also get problem. guys. So take care of that. Well, I leave timestamps below. So you guys can check that out. And uh, thanks so much Nat, for, you know, coming on us. And I really like your name because, you know, it's kind of Natasha for Avengers movie. I really like that name on that. So, uh, Thanks so much for coming out to the podcast. So is there anything else you want to convey at last?
1: No, but uh, thank you for calling me Nat. I like it when people <laughs> call me <laughs> that. Yeah.
0: No, that's, great. that's great. So guys, thanks so much for listening. And if you have any questions, leave in the comment section below. And I will give every link in the description so that you can connect with her. And if you're thinking of starting a podcast like this, don't be afraid. It's good to go because everyone needs this and everyone is actually doing it. So if you are afraid to show the world like... Uh, what world truly actually needs at least 50% of it, then I think you are missing out a lot of things. So make sure you do that. And I'll see you guys next podcast. Thank you so much.